Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Willibon on assignment in sunny Los Angeles. I'm Tony Kornheiser. In, in the Super Bowl in Atlanta? Why would I want to be at the Super Bowl? Well, I just thought that because this weekend the Super Bowl was going to happen, you might go there. It's, uh, a, it's a quick drive. You're only 2,200 miles away at the moment. We got Lakers Clippers tomorrow night across the street. We got Anthony Davis trade talk. We got LeBron coming back at some point. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl, please. The Super Bowl is going to get a 35 please. rating, but you Wasted know. Wasted my time with it, that. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Try and get some golf in if you can. Yeah, thank Welcome you. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, could Kyrie leave Boston? Are the Warriors peaking too soon? And could Gronk really retire? But we begin today with the NBA reacting to the Pelicans' request for fairness in what looks like a Lakers coup d'etat of Anthony Davis by announcing they have launched a tampering investigation. To recap, LeBron's agent is Anthony Davis's agent, and it now looks like they are all targeting the Lakers. Will Bond, do you expect anything to come of this investigation? Well, Tony, I mean, you don't have to have an investigation. This is not Watergate. They've already fined the league has Magic Johnson relatively recently 50 grand because he didn't, you know, he wasn't outspoken enough on Jimmy Kimmel. And they also find the Lakers 500 grand for something involving Paul George. So, so something can become of it. Now, if you are of the opinion that it's their money and not your money, so therefore it's not that much, fine. But the, the league, I know what the league doesn't want, Tony. They don't want steady, steady speculation and players and coaches, well, coaches are never involved, players being involved in who might come here, who might go there. But you know what? That also drives this league, and the NBA yeah. ought to be grateful yeah. for that off-day conversation that drives it 300 days a year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that in a second, and I'm going to agree with you down the road. This is total tampering. It began with LeBron James in December talking about how he would love to play with Anthony Davis, knowing that Anthony Davis's agent was his agent and his best friend, and knowing that that would start the whole ball in motion. If you want to find collusion, get Robert Mueller on this one. This one's right there. It's right there in front of you. Now, in terms of is it good for the league, yeah, it's good for the league, but it's bad for the league in this regard because it'll create a rivalry with Golden State. We both understand that. It's bad in this regard. Mike, if I own a small market team, And I feel, what am I doing paying money for a small market team if I can't compete because the larger entities are going to conspire to keep me down? What do do I do? New Orleans looks like a feeder system. They lost Chris Paul to the Clippers, and now they lose Anthony Davis. That's the history of this league. You know this. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said no to Milwaukee in whatever it was, 1974. But he won a championship first, Mike. Mike, I don't like it. He delivered a championship first to them. I think it's slightly different. No, 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 Tony. Yes, he did. I'm just saying. This is the power of LeBron, Mike. That's the culture of this league, and it's not going to change. And I do feel like, Tony, you're accurate in your assessment. I'm just saying that this has been the history of this league for at least the last 45 years. It's not going to change well, because the, the league says we're going to find you. Here's what's a little bit different now. Adam Silver actually is a player's commissioner. And, and LeBron knows that. LeBron wants a week off at the All-Star game. Adam Silver gives him that. The owners in this league go along because they're making money. But he's a yeah. player's commissioner. And that's why nothing's going to happen here, in my opinion. Not much. Not much going to happen, I don't think, either, Tony. All right. We're going to stay with NBA stars potentially on the move. The Celtics don't have to wait until the summer to make a deal for Anthony Davis if they were to move Kyrie Irving. In that deal, or something separate, Kyrie made a big splash in October when he told the fan appreciation gathering he plans on staying in Boston. But Yahoo is now reporting, quote, there's a growing belief of uncertainty that Irving will re-sign with Boston. Close quote. Is he a player, Tony, 
that the Boston Celtics cannot afford to lose? Yeah, the short answer to that is yes. And the long answer, the larger answer, is much more interesting because for the second day in a row, our top two stories are about LeBron James. This is the influence of LeBron James, who now might be angling to get Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis to the Lakers. He apparently went on Instagram and posted something where he was singing the lyrics to Rewind, a song, as I know you know, by Fetty Wap, who, whoever no, that guy is. No, you know I don't know. Well, whatever. You. I just found this out. And this uh, apparently stems from a week ago when Kyrie Irving said, you know, I made a terrible mistake. I didn't act good. And I want LeBron to know that we're good. And so LeBron now is thinking, oh, my God, if I get Anthony Davis and Kyrie, we're right there with the Warriors right now, which, again, is good for the league. Okay, I'll give you all that, but I'm going to go back to Boston and just sort of their on-court situation with Kyrie, who is a great player. Great player. He is a great player. But, Tony, last year the Boston Celtics got within a whisper of the NBA Finals because they were in Game 7 and they probably should have won that series, but they're in, they got within a whisper of the Finals and Kyrie was injured and out. So I'm, I'm not feeling that they have to have Kyrie. I think, they, I think Danny Ooh. Ainge, with the picks he's got, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Gordon Hayward and all those guys, I think that the, it's an ensemble situation. I know you don't like it because no. you prefer the star system uh, well, to the ensemble. Kyrie, I think he's the best ball handler in the league. He is. And I think, he's a, I think he's a great player. Now, I don't believe anything he ever says publicly, including that the earth is flat. <laughs> I pay no attention to that. You think they but have to have him to win? Really? I think they have to have him, but I think if he goes to the Lakers, well, that's, that's spectacular. If he goes to the Lakers, that means Danny Ainge must think we don't have to have him to win. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Don't look now. But the Golden State Warriors, the object of the Lakers' attention, crushed Indiana last night to run their win streak to 11. In that win streak, the Warriors are averaging a cool 129 points a game. Steph Curry said last night, quote, Coach hit us with what game this is. I think it's 50. And you think about how quickly that springs on you. You get back from the All-Star break, you still have 30 games, and you're like, all right, this is playoff mentality time, and you start to ramp it up. So we're starting early, unquote. Will Bond, you're big on, on peaking too soon. Yeah. Do they run the risk of peaking too soon? Yeah, they run the risk, and that's why Steve Kerr is a great coach, because he understands that he played. He played on teams that were playing for something, and he understood that February wasn't the time. And I saw Steve last night, Tony, talk about, you know, how we got to keep this going. I don't think they have to keep it going. I don't think they can keep it going. The Golden State Warriors won 73 games or whatever it was a few years ago, and that team peaked too early. Now, they might have still won if Draymond yeah, had been in the game, sure blah, they blah, would. blah. Yeah. But, Tony, there's only 25 games remaining after the All-Star break. Uh -huh. They could peak too soon. I, I don't think there's any chance of them peaking too soon. They are a very veteran team. They have been in the finals four years in a row, as has Cleveland, and Cleveland is not, is not going to make it this year. The Warriors are – they were the best team in the league the last two years because of the addition of Kevin Durant. And now they've got Boogie Cousins, Mike. They're even better. I think, I think they have 32 or 33 games left. I think they could go 28 or 29 wins. Not only do I not think anybody can beat them, I'm not sure in the playoffs, Mike, that they'll even lose three games in any series. Maybe not two. They're that good. They're that good. Tony, I don't disagree with any of that.
But you can get like OKC in the first round. It's not going to be the first round. They're too good. Yeah. But the West is deep. Tony, I understand. Denver, they got to go through a lot of people. I understand. It's a, it's a I get it. Marathon. I get it. I just think they're really, really good. Uh, they are. And I ain't going to disagree with anything you said about how good they are right now. Tone, let's go to an interesting little story that features beef between coaches, college versus NBA. If you believe Penny Hardaway, there's a lot of jealousy directed at him and his staff of coaches at the University of Memphis. Hardaway said, quote, quote, I do understand that because we are NBA players trying to come back and we didn't have any experience as college coaches, so we didn't pay our dues. So the coaches and their so-called boys that are in the media, they're going to always throw jabs at us, close quote. Do Penny Hardaway's complaints sound legit to you, Tom? I honestly don't know what he's talking about. Patrick Ewing is in the same situation. Chris Mullen is in the same situation. They're pros who hadn't coached in college before. They have an unbelievable advantage, Mike. They can walk into the homes of any four- or five-star player, and they can say, I can get you to the NBA. I played in the NBA. Come with me, and we go to the NBA. This is this is something that Calipari and Krzyzewski can't even say. So I... I mean, there's negative recruiting everywhere, but I, I, I don't share this view. Do you? But, but, Tony, what you just described is part of what Penny Hardaway is talking about. What he's talking about is what he perceives. And I, I, I'm not going to dispute Penny here. I, he's not a guy who makes stuff up out of whole cloth. Penny Hardaway is hearing people say, oh, these guys have this advantage. They can just walk in. And that is Good. seen as sort of haterade, if you will, being put on those former NBA All-Stars who are now head coaches, and it might very well extend to Patrick Ewing and Chris Mullen and the perceived advantage they have in living rooms. I get that. They do have that advantage. But there's negative recruiting all the time. Penny Hardaway is, in effect, recruiting negative against other coaches by saying, I can get you to the NBA. Right, and you weren't there. Yeah, they (laughs) hired Penny Hardaway because he's a godlike figure in Memphis to recruit Memphis and to recruit great players. They didn't hire him because he was a great college coach because he'd never coached in college. I think he's got actually got the advantage. Anyway, let's take a break. Coming up, Roger Goodell should finally speak tomorrow about the missed call in the NFC Championship. You Three sure? years ago. You sure? We'll ask Peter King what has <laughs> taken him so long. He'll probably say no comment tomorrow. We're also going to ask him about Sean McVay's state of mind heading into the big game. Ten days, 12 days. Oh, there was a call? I must have missed it. What happened? <laughs> Catch me up. Uh... Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. A special PTI investigation has revealed that it's Super Bowl week in Atlanta. That's where we find our great friend from NBC's Football Night in America, Mr. Peter King. Peter, let us start with this. Roger Goodell will presumably address the missed call in the NFC Championship game tomorrow when he talks. Wilbon and I have been very condemnatory of, of, of this to this point, that he hasn't said a word. Why do you think he has waited this long? Because he doesn't care Uh, nearly as much as when he first took this job about either his public image or the image of the NFL. He cares about getting the new CBA done, uh, and he cares about emergency uh, things off the field, business things. 
I don't think he really cares that everybody is saying is throwing him under the bus for giving the back of his hand to the city of New Orleans and to Louisiana for not even acknowledging their pain and the fact that their pain is correct. So, Peter, does it bother anybody in the National Football League that the commissioner has just no accountability? Will he take some accountability tomorrow? You think what's your best guess on what Roger will say? I think he will very uh, take a side swipe at accountability, but he will quickly, uh, I think, go to two subjects. Number one, uh, the Rams are the rightful winners of the NFC because mistakes happen in games and you have to overcome them. And number two, we are going to work tirelessly to improve officiating. Everything's on the table. And in the offseason, we are going to improve it to make sure it never happens again. Blah, blah, blah. They say that about officiating every year. <laughs> Let's go to more chatter, Peter. You had a fascinating time, I'm sure, sitting with Tom Brady uh, at his locker after the AFC title game. Do you think he actually believes everyone thinks they suck, which is preposterous to me? Or is he simply creating something a la another goat, Michael Jordan, to get himself worked up and in the frame of mind he needs to to play at this stage? It's the latter. You know, Michael, you have been around great athletes, and you have too, Tony. They are not oftentimes, when it comes to motivation, very rational or very mature. And we've all seen it for years that if, if one of the greatest athletes in the history of this country, Tom Brady, has to use that stuff, which he does use, you know, and Michael Jordan used it, all athletes have used it, it's just a commonplace thing for them to use. Bill Belichick will use it to try to help his team. I don't think Tom Brady really thinks that everybody thinks that they're a lousy team, but it's pretty logical to say, isn't it, that the Patriots had some shaky moments this year, and they probably deserve some of the skepticism that came their way. You've also spent some time with Sean McVay, who I believe is literally half the age of Bill Belichick. Yes. How, how is he looking forward to or what is he thinking about in terms of the challenge of facing this guy who's now in his ninth Super Bowl as a head coach? Well, on Saturday morning at 4.10 a.m. Uh, north of Los Angeles, I got in a car with Sean McVay and he verbally beat the living crap out of me for 40 minutes. He just never stopped. He was as excited at 4.10 a.m., I would assume, as he is at 4.10 p.m. when he talks to his players. Here's the one thing I thought after I left that car. I'd want to play for Sean McVay for a very simple reason. He's not an autocrat. On the play, on the series before, uh, Jared Goff made a great throw in the third quarter to Brandon Cooks on the sideline. Goff went to him and he said, I want to change this play that you're probably going to call soon. I want to change this play because I don't really want to throw it into traffic, even though it means that I'd be throwing to Brandon Cooks all alone in single coverage on their best cover guy, Marshawn Lattimore. I'm more confident I can complete that ball. And McVeigh said to himself, well, not what I would call, but he really wants it, so let's do it. And he makes his best throw of the game. And I walked away from that conversation just thinking, I understand why Brandon Cooks calls Sean McVay a genius. Not just because his play calls are good, because he listens to us. 
Well, McVeigh's got a lot more years. Let's talk about a couple of people who, depending on who you talk to, Peter, could have very few years left. Tom Brady, there's talk, okay, he's going to retire. Then there's more talk that Gronk, and that's recent and more immediate seems, will retire or at least considering it. What about Bill Belichick? Is there talk of it, any hints from what might seem like a camp of his that he might say, ah, particularly if he wins? I hear no hints. Michael, Bill Belichick, the guy you see on the sidelines in the last minute of the Super Bowl, you know, when all heck is breaking loose around him, uh, I believe is the same guy who he is in a team meeting uh, in April at the start of the offseason program. He, he's not stressed by this job. Everybody on the outside might be, but he's been doing it for so long. Bill Belichick was Tony Dungy's last position coach. That's how long he's coached. In 1980, he was the special teams coach of the New York Giants, and Tony Dungy failed to make that team uh, with Bill Belichick sort of wielding the axe to some degree on Dungy. Dungy was 25, Belichick was 28, and Michael, I think he's been doing it so long, it is such a matter of course to him that he gets no stress out of doing this job. I will say this, Brady absolutely is not retiring. I think Gronk, I think this is it for him. It's just a gut feeling. He hasn't said anything, but you just get the feeling that last year he thought of it for so long that this is it, regardless of whether they win or lose. And I would be surprised if the Patriots brought him back unless it's at a pretty significant salary cut in 2019 if he does want to play. I will get you out of here on this, and I understand it's early in the week, but we can't not ask you which way you're leaning on the game. At the beginning of this year, Labor Day weekend, I predicted in the Super Bowl, Rams 29, Patriots 23. So I got the two teams right. But now I'm going to go back on my word, and I'm picking Patriots 37-33 for a very simple reason. Tom Brady, at the age of 39 and a half in the Super Bowl, uh, had the biggest comeback and played the best game a quarterback ever played. At 40 and a half, Tom Brady threw for 505 yards against the Philadelphia Eagles. And so far at 41 and a half, he's bludgeoned the Chargers and the Chiefs. I ain't picking against this guy. <laughs> thank you, it's thank you, move, thank Peter. you, Peter. You made Wilbon happy because go. he's going to pick him too. <laughs> thank you. Let's take one last break, but still to come, Nikel Roby Coleman clarifies his comments oh. about Tom Brady. He said, oh. what do you mean he clarifies? We, we heard what he said. Moon stop. Walking. Stop, stop it. it. LeBron tells the world how close he is to returning to the court, Tony. I mean, when people say you took me out of context, stop. and it's a really long stop. quote, and it's not taken out of context. That means he's scared. Get a Just, dog if you're scared. Come on. Huh? Come on. Stop it. Happy time, people. Happy 33rd birthday, Thomas Grice. Grice is part of a two-goalie rotation that leads the NHL in goals against for the Metropolitan Division-leading New York Islanders. Last week, Grice pitched a 2-0 shutout against the Stanley Cup champion Capitals in Washington, D.C. The extended irony here is that Stanley Cup winning coach Barry Trotz walked out on the Capitals and joined what was said to be a mediocre Islanders team. Well, who's laughing now? Tony, you're familiar with the Islanders. Do they still have that fanatic following they had no. when they were winning Stanley Cups 40 no. years ago? No, they're not really on Long Island and Nassau and Suffolk. No, they're in Brooklyn. Happy anniversary, Steve Young. On this day, 24 years ago, Young threw a Super Bowl record six touchdown passes 
as the 49ers crushed the San Diego Chargers 49-26. That was the monkey off the back game in which 49ers linebacker Gary Plummer famously pantomimed the literal pulling the monkey off the back of Young, who had been in the shadow of Joe Montana for so many years. Well, but I always liked Steve Young. I wonder what happened to him. Tony, you know what? That game came in that stretch of games where the AFC teams weren't even competitive and they used to get beat down by, you know, 20 points it seemed all the time. Not anymore. Happy trails, LeBron James. LeBron will miss tonight's game against the Sixers, his 17th straight missed game. But he posted shirtless photos of himself on Instagram with the caption, quote, almost that time again. I've missed you so damn much. Hashtag been a caged angry lion. Hashtag strive for greatness. Hashtag James gang, unquote. Leaving out only hashtag collusion. Hashtag I run this league. Hashtag Adam Silver in my pocket. Tony, why don't you stop all the nonsense and come on out here and watch LeBron return to the court Thursday night against the Clippers. I do huh? love LeBron. It's warm. I it's do. sunny. Come on out. Big finish quickly. Nikhil Roby Coleman, your boy, says his words about Tom Brady <laughs> yeah. were taken out of context. Your thoughts. Please shut up. If you're going to run your mouth, then live with it. Don't be scared. If you're scared, get a dog. Howard Schultz says in his new book, he regrets selling the Sonics to the group that took them to Oklahoma City. You believe that? Revisionism. Everybody knew they were going to Oklahoma City. Should have held the team. Nevada suspended Habib nine months and Conor McGregor six months for their post-fight melee. Is that justice? It's not justice. Nobody cares. UFC, they want the shenanigans and the craziness. It's wrestling extended. SC hired Graham Harrell as offensive coordinator. Does that make sense? Yeah, they, they lost Cliff Kingsbury, a Texas Tech quarterback. They picked up Harrell, a Texas Tech quarterback. Last one, Pelicans at Rockets tonight. Who's going to score more, Anthony Davis or James Harden? Tony Harden's going to score twice as many. How about 52-26? Wow, that's a great prediction. We're out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or out.